Tough look. This is splotchy too. And it's dry. <laughs> All right. Stream is live. Everyone get ready. What's about to enter your ear holes? Hello there, and welcome to Tap Calf Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast. I am Corey, joined as always by Justin, Mr. Eckhart's Ladder. How are you doing tonight? Good, good. I'm drinking a nice, a nice uh, Nova Scotia cider Ooh. made with 100% pure Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia apples, which I don't know. If I, I, I guess it'd be worse if there was like a couple New Brunswick apples worked their way in there, but I don't know. How can you tell? What's the what's the taste difference there, though? New Brunswick apples taste a lot like cigarettes, funny enough. It's really weird. All right, there goes half the podcast viewership. A lot of big New Brunswick fans out there, and uh, I don't think they're sticking around after that. I think I think if you live in New Brunswick at some point, you become you are forced to become okay with people ripping on your uh, ripping on your, your your province. Yeah, I don't think they have internet there anyway, so we're really we're probably fine. That's true. That's true. But you know which fans are going to be sticking around is fans of Star Wars Ahsoka because we're going to be talking about Ahsoka Episode 5 today. It's mm -hmm. any other news that we want to talk about before uh, before we get to Ahsoka, though. There was the news about Lando, if you've been keeping yeah, up why with don't that. You, uh, yeah, why don't you illuminate the, the, for the, it for the viewers? So... The the scuttlebutt here is that uh, Lando is going to actually happen, which is news in and of itself, but that it's going to be a movie most likely instead of a TV show. So that's uh, that's what's being said now. Which I don't know, like from what I understand, it comes from somebody who worked on it. Um, I just why would if, if Solo didn't work, why would Lando work? I guess is my thought. Did it not work, though? I mean, it worked for me, but yeah. I don't think anybody watched it. I mean, you could, if you're going to say that, you may as well just say, like, oh, well, Kenobi made the switch from movie to TV show, and then that didn't work. So, I mean, you could... You could but, I mean, people people did watch Kenobi, though. People just, watched it, but then people haven't stopped talking about how bad it was since then, how bad they thought it was. I should clarify. Yeah, it's just like, I just... I The interest obviously wasn't quite there for solo i don't know if it'll be there for for lando as a as a movie i think i think it would be but especially since it's been longer since there's star wars movies now and like if you if you start sending like 700 towards the movie hole like whichever one gets through will probably do fine yeah because like taika's not finished writing his movie the other ones that have been announced are Probably still a fair while away. It depends on how spread out they all are. And all of this is like purely conjectural at this point anyways. It's going to be 10 years removed from Solo by the time we get any movies. So it's it's a very different I don't landscape. Think there, I don't think there's it. any chance that Lando is the, the next movie. Like, I think they'll want no. something pretty big. No, it'll probably break. be like the either the Ray one or the James Mangle one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, see. Yep. Uh, other than that, I don't think there was a whole lot of news. Um, there was uh, there was also that Stig Osmussen is off of oh, the yes. Respawn team now, the main designer or lead creative director, I guess, for the Jedi games, uh, and also one of the big voices behind wanting it to be a, a trequel, so mm -hmm. a threequel. So I, I don't I don't that's actually going to change. I've seen a lot of people saying that this is like sky is falling situation for that. I don't think it's going to m impact them making a third one. Uh, it is sad because like, no, I don't think so. they're definitely going to make a job. A uh, wish him all the best in his future endeavors, but uh, it's sad to see him go. Yeah, I I actually I think it could be OK. Like, I felt like the third game needed to I really like the third game. Uh, sorry, the second game, rather. The second game. I really, <laughs> like, I really like... Was there an event I wasn't invited to? Yeah, I really like the second game. Uh, but I think it could have been even more different. Um, so I don't know. I'm curious to see whether, kind of under the direction of somebody else, the third game 
is uh is something something interesting. Well, Kata's uh, gonna I, have I, a whole different set of mechanics than Cal, and she's gonna be the playable character, right? Yeah, little orphan girl mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I thought it was. Um, I, I I thought I I I think it's it's not the sky is falling. I I've talked to Stig a couple times actually at events. Not this most recent one, I don't think, but he clearly is passionate and like he clearly is in it for the or was in it for the right reasons. So it always sucks to lose somebody like that. But there's always yeah. a lot more people, you know. Who, who care like in my experience working with ea games whether mass effect or or um, dead space to a small extent or star wars to a much larger extent with squadrons battlefront 2 um and the fallen order or the jedi series everybody that they've picked to run things has been really passionate about it so yeah. i think they'll they'll find somebody good to to bring her home for part three and perhaps beyond Yep. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that doesn't stop anything going on. But the there was a connection with uh, with Ahsoka and Jedi Survivor. It's come up a couple times now, actually, in that we have confirmation that Ahsoka was actually using the uh, the same powers as Cal for mm-hmm. sensing the echoes. It wasn't just a voiceover over her walking around in a circle in the second episode. She has the psychometry. Yes, she does. Um, and I guess we saw that a bit more in this past episode. Uh, I tried to edit the uh, Wikipedia page for psychometry. Yeah, but you're you're banned. Um, you can't do it. No, this is before I was banned. Oh. Before the before the fascism of Wikipedia reared its ugly, furry head. No, because um, I. It's funny. I I talked to somebody. I don't know if it was Stig or one of the guys at EA, uh, and for some reason I assume that that would be fine. Because it was before it was public knowledge, I just added Cal Kestis to the list of people who could use the ability, <laughs> and <laughs> it got taken down pretty quickly. But well, who's laughing now? Exactly. So, did, I, I think this is just more evidence that Ahsoka met Cal at some point. Where else is she going to learn it from? She didn't know it by Rebels, mm-hmm. and just, Cal wasn't the uh, the Inquisitor. Yeah, Marok. That was that was every every Merrick theory was terrible. Can we just acknowledge that? Yeah, except for her, except for it being what's her name, um, Barris. Yeah, Barris, I think was reasonable. That would have um, been fun. That one would at least be something other than just this is a name that I can say for some reason. Yeah, I thought it was for sure Barris before the show started. Um, but I mean, the chance of it being like Ezra was like zero, in my opinion. Uh, same with clone yeah. of Ezra. It, it um, being Ezra would make absolutely no sense. Yeah, it would. It would have been ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad. And Cal would have been like, because they got somebody who looks like him. Yeah. You know, his face model. <laughs> yeah, it, it, Cal should be in live action at some point. Not as. Here's an Inquisitor. I don't, I don't think I don't think that's uh, how you'd now spoil you spoil what happens with the story. To play the third game. Yeah, yeah, like that. That would be a terrible, terrible idea. At least that isn't a problem you run into with Star Killer. But I thought that was probably the worst theory of all. Just yeah, based on like also... Sam Witwer being in the credits. Yeah, like, and when I saw he wasn't in the credits for episode two, so I kind of knew in my heart he like probably was just voicing a droid or something. Yeah. Um. Someone said they thought they heard, uh, a Darth Maul at the beginning when Ahsoka's in that tomb. The the line from Rebels where he says, "Is he the chosen one or whatever?" And I could kind of hear it, but I kind of I also thought it was a thing where people are hearing what they want to hear more than anything else. Um. Yeah, I've seen I mean, a lot was... of names pop up with that, but I haven't gone back to actually seriously sit there and listen to what's being said because I didn't think it would. Like, I, I feel like it was just whatever it is, is stuff for Ahsoka to process rather than any kind of hint at something to come. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, so I, I never thought it was Star Killer. Um, and yeah, it's. But how do, how do we even get into this? We we're talking about oh, just about Cal. Yeah, he'll yeah. he'll get his live action debuts soon. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got to happen. There's there's no way you 
have Cameron Monaghan available for that, and then you don't don't do it. Especially like all of the the Jedi Survivor characters are played by people who look enough like the character I mean, to use. Them. There's not that many characters left other yeah, than a lot, a lot. Alan Marin. <laughs> Marin yeah, is Marin is voiced by her uh, by like her face actress as yeah. well is she? Yeah, she doesn't look quite as similar as uh, God uh, help. As God help Cal, the but... two of them if they uh, if they actually do a show together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, they, I I think she's more different from Marin than Cal is from Cam, but it's not not particularly far off i don't think it's well, yeah, I, I could see it. i mean she doesn't have the uh, the gray skin but i could definitely see it the makeup does a lot for that like bode's actor was bode yeah leading i think that contributes to the semi live action looking picture in the game of the family which was like uncanny valley very level. odd um Marin was one of the names we were thinking if uh if we had a a girl because we we didn't know um and I was like I sh- should I tell Kelsey that there's a Star Wars character named Marin? I think we we were going to spell it M A R E N maybe so mm. but, but yeah missed opportunity always number 4, you know. Hell no. Mm. I don't know. I don't don't know nothing about that. <laughs> You already alluded to it while drunk on another stream, so clearly oh, yeah. the, the, the thought's there. No, it, it ain't happening. <laughs> it ain't happening. All right, well, I'm going to head off to Polis Mass and get my balls snipped before that happens. Polis Mass that? sounds like a different euphemism, right? but they probably do, <laughs> but none of you responded to the to the image I sent this morning. I I was just... What was it? it was, I was... <laughs> I, so... The, I, so this episode, Shadow Warrior, I can relate this back to something that's relevant for the podcast rather than just being me complaining about our group chat. But this episode, Shadow Warrior, is also the name of an episode of The Clone Wars from Season 4. And rather than being an episode that was about like Anakin and Ahsoka that's being called back to with this, uh, it's a Jar Jar episode. Oh, and, <laughs> and so there's a scene i think it's tarpal who i think he dies in that episode i went and watched half of it but i forget the other half because i was making a video on it and how is this relevant to the episode i gotta see how you bring this all together well it's it's relevant in that the title of the episode was the same and that's why i got there but there (laughs) there's just a frame that i stopped on that i thought was hilarious where it's like front on with tarpal as he's falling or something and I, I just thought it was I just thought it was cute. So all. he wrote uh oh what was it? I didn't find it. He wrote when Yusa when Yusa already boomer, but she's too bomb bad. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I got no response to that. But Well Yeah. I, I I will say I didn't see that and then Zach came and asked him for tech advice. Uh, okay. Well My mornings bad. are crazy. I got I got kids to take to school, but yes. um the chat's also called the tyrant is gone from when uh, from when I was taking a, a brief break uh, to take care of my new baby. So, yeah, very very hurtful, very hurtful, very yeah, hurtful. Well, it had to happen. It had to happen. Yeah, but yeah. So Shadow Warrior didn't really relate back to that episode in particular. I was really hoping for a Jar Jar appearance. Didn't happen. Uh, but what we did get is a lot of Anakin. So mm. there's really two halves to the episode. There's Anakin giving Ahsoka her last lesson from him, and then we have the fallout from that. In last lesson, well, that's what he says. So I'm taking Anakin's word for this, but I mean, he's also a child murderer, so I don't necessarily trust him in everything. But you get that section of the episode, and then you kind of see uh, the change in Ahsoka's perspective after learning from Anakin and how that. Uh, allows her to to realize that you can, in fact, use the space whales to go and find Sabine. Uh, so the uh, so what did you think about Anakin's time with Ahsoka? Um, I liked it. Obviously, uh, I thought I was I was a little worried. I don't know if I said this in the episode four discussion, but I'm sure I did. I was a little worried about how a full episode with Anakin being de-aged would turn out. Um, but I thought he looked significantly better throughout this entire episode. 
uh, like almost perfect at many points, um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, when he was, I, th- I thought the most impressive bit of work was probably the first Clone Wars shot. I don't know if he's on Ryloth or Teth or where he's supposed to be. Um, yeah, I thought I th- it was only two locations they did, but I think it does do Teth, then Ryloth, then uh, Mandalore. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought he looked great. Um, the only parts that I think f- came apart a little bit were when he turned dark side at the end and had the red eyes going, but that always kind of looks really weird. Like he even looked weird in revenge of the Sith that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was really impressed. I don't know if like the episode four something stuff was something they did kind of later on or, or really early on maybe, but I thought it looked great. Um, I, I kind of wish I had gotten a little more out of the message that he was, um, trying to bestow upon her. Like I got, and I, I think you had some good takes and some other people had some good takes about kind of what he's trying to tell her there, whether it's about being a teacher or about uh, her time as a student or whatever. Um, but I kind of wish it had gone maybe a bit more like I wish she'd gone through maybe a bit more of a of a personal journey throughout it would be my one thing. Right. So like my my thought on it was like we've seen throughout the season how Ahsoka's uh not really in the best place and how she's on the one hand very afraid of turning out like Anakin but on the other hand almost turning that into like being that way because she thinks mm-hmm. it's bound to happen yeah and yeah so like my thought on what Anakin was trying to do is kind of the the thing that you'd have where no one no one wants to listen to their parents telling them something that might seem obvious so mm-hmm. i think it's i think it's easy to take the what anakin's doing at face value and try to think he's trying to reinforce these lessons that he had had in the past of like oh you got to live to be a warrior i'm just teaching you how to survive but i think he was going harder on that because he wanted her to see that he's wrong he was wrong yeah. about those things and that it's her choice what she does like sometimes the fighting is necessary, but that doesn't have to be who she is. And she doesn't have to do the same thing to Sabine. She doesn't have to turn this into a thing right. where like she's turning Sabine into a weapon and she's wrong to do that. Sabine can have other things going on. So like mm-hmm. when Sabine is doing things that Ahsoka doesn't agree with, Sabine has been treated by Ahsoka as kind of an obstacle and someone that she only went to because she needed her technical expertise in one area. And then she was really quick to kind of jump down Sabine's throat for failing in various ways. But now Sabine has once again done things that probably would have pissed Ahsoka off a week ago. But the focus was less on we need to stop Thrawn and more on, okay, I have something that I'm fighting for rather than against. We need to help Sabine and Ezra. Yeah, no, I I think I think that's a good a good point. I mean, that's kind of, um, I think, reinforced by the fact that he does appear, um, like in his dark side form, mm-hmm. for her, um, in like multiple different forms, flickering between different Darth Vader looks. Um, so, so yeah, I thought, I, I think, I think you're probably right. I just, I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping for a little bit. I guess just more of an adventure, um, or a, a kind of a, a journey, but. Not not but not bad, and I think your your take is probably the right one. Yeah, like basically it's Anakin showing her the end results of the like face value version of the lessons he's teaching her and showing her like I'm gonna push you keep this way, and if you do what I'm saying right now, you're gonna end up how I did. And finally forcing her to confront that and say, No, I don't have to be that person. I'm choosing not to be that person. And that's why mm-hmm. Anakin is able to just go immediately from evil Sith guy to normal Anakin because it was all something he was putting yeah. on. Anakin with the uh the short hair and the armor is just too powerful. It's too good of a look. Yeah, yeah that, that I didn't expect that to look as good as it does. Like that's a Hayden should just stick with that look in everyday life. He with kind the, of has with the filter on it. Yeah, he kind of he kind of has have had his, has had his hair like that for a while. Um I just think if if he had looked like that in Revenge of the Sith, you know, I probably wouldn't have grown my hair as long in 2005 and 2006. <laughs> but um, he did look like a hockey player in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I know we've talked about this before. That was the same time the fourth Harry Potter movie was coming out, I think. And he yeah. also had the really long hair in that. 
Yeah. Uh, it was kind of just a look. It was, uh, and no, <laughs> no not a good no ordinary one. person. No, and no ordinary person could hope to get their hair so luscious as the two of them. Oh. Like, because, like, he definitely floofed his hair for like hours on hours. Yeah, they had a whole department on that. There was a joke about that in the MTV Movie Awards they did that year with, uh, do you ever watch those? They had like these little skits. Jimmy Fallon did that one. Um, they'd like, they're actually really funny. They'd take like half of the movie, they'd take like the movie and then they'd put an actor in it as somebody else. So it was like the entirety of the final Mustafar battle. Uh, Jimmy Fallon was Anakin. Um, Sounds familiar. Like, like he, like Obi-Wan shows up on Mustafar and like Anakin's got the uh, the little uh, tanning uh, mirror out, and he's like saying every like working for the weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. So funny. Um, the Matrix one with Sean William Scott and Justin Timberlake was so fucking funny. Um, and it had it was the Matrix Reloaded, um, and Sean William Scott is Trinity and like the the leather the like tight leather. Um, Justin Timberlake is Neo. And then Will Ferrell was the uh, was the the architect at the end. It was so fucking funny. This sounds familiar, but like I I I'm picturing the things you're saying, but I don't remember anything specific about it. I the the thing that I always like because Kelsey before she even watched Star Wars, she watched that clip, and probably like one of the bigger jokes is um when Anakin and Obi Wan are having their confrontation, and uh, Jimmy Fallon's like. Um, Obi-Wan, you got barbecue sauce on my bathrobe. And he's like, you've done that yourself. And that, that's kind of what starts the fight. It's it's very funny. And when he's choking Padme, he's like, oops, forgot to turn the force off. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a good, uh, it's a good little, little skit. I, I always knew you were a big Fallon fan, so it's good to hear you talk about all these classic Fallon sketches. I uh, My wife used to be. I've actually seen Jimmy Fallon live. In that, I was there for taping of his show. I don't get much out of him, but she used to. Well, he's now kind of kind of dorky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to like him, but like he was never my favorite of the late night hosts, but I used to think he was fine. But then I just kind of got over the the overly fake. Happiness. I just don't think I've ever purposely watched a late night show. I. I normally didn't, but like I, I would watch uh, Craig Ferguson's monologue and then I'd kind of stop like my dad and I would watch that. Like I never watched late enough into one of the shows to watch a celebrity interview. Yeah. Because, unless it was like someone I was really interested in that I wanted to look up the like a Star Wars actor or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But like Craig Ferguson had some good monologues like when there was the all this stuff with Britney Spears and he was one of the first ones that was like, hey, this is actually not OK what society's doing with this. And he he was a he was a real one. I miss him. I used to watch Letterman back in the day. Sometimes it's just because I used to really like his uh, top ten list. He'd do like top ten George Bush moments. That's like quintessential my experience with late night TV. Fucking George Bush still in power and <laughs> getting getting railed on. I, I miss the late night wars of Conan and Leno. Those were those were good times. I can like as an adult, I can see the appeal of it in like a pre well, not pre-internet age. Yes, pre-internet, but like even like yeah. 15 years ago, I can understand why people would have enjoyed that more. Now it feels like where live entertainment is so easily accessible. It feels a little antiquated, I guess. Yeah, like you can look things up on the Internet now. People can put out interviews for whatever and you don't have to if you want to talk about a movie with people and you don't have friends who talk about the movie and just go on discord or something for it i think that's the mm-hmm. the whole partially filled other than like free promotion for stuff but yeah so we got to talk about the uh the big thing no one wants to talk about for this episode that they didn't bring in obi-wan no but i'm also surprised by that too even just standing next to anakin with a couple lines you'd think yeah like i i'm glad Filoni had enough restraint to not try that. On top of it, probably just being really expensive to get Ewan McGregor in the show, even for like a small cameo like that. But I, I think could have had Ewan McGregor look alike standing next to Rex, I think. Yeah, but I think it was important for all of it that they don't show anyone else's face or have them involved in 
any particularly direct way. And not just because they couldn't get Tamara Morrison to come in beyond mm-hmm. recording the voice lines for Rex. Like, yeah, I feel like having anyone whose face was visible outside of a helmet would have been uh, in- intruding on the personal moment they were having. And that besides, besides those subhuman Twi'leks, right? Yeah, well, those aren't those aren't people. Yeah, exactly. They're prosthetics. No, I do, I do agree with that. Um, same with like the the fog or the, or the sand or the dust. Um, that visually was a bit boring, but it definitely um, definitely has a purpose and kind of making it seem like a dream. Yeah, like it was all definitely production influenced in that. They couldn't yes. get Tamora Morrison in. They probably couldn't get Ewan McGregor in. And it, it was easier to make a dusty volume rather than a giant set. But I do think it it can be explained and works within the context of what was going on. Like, I don't know if that's supposed to be Cham Syndulla or something, but it's not a named character that we're familiar with, so it's not going to interfere with what Anakin and Ahsoka are doing. That's why that, and no other reason, is why Rex's helmet never came off. I bet you they can get Tamara whenever they want. They probably could get like it's not that he wouldn't agree to do it, but are you going to fly him in rather yeah. than just uh, have him record a voice line for that specific situation? That that gets expensive, and they probably spent a lot on this episode already. But it does mean that I was I get to check off my cameo guess box. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that was the uh, that was your not uh, your obvious one, right? Yeah, like your that was likely my candidate one. Yeah, and I forget yeah. who my my original like off the wall one was. I know I went with Revan later on as like a really off the wall one, but I forget who I said my is my mediocre one. Yeah, Revan, that would be a pretty off the wall indeed. Um. Oh no, the the the, the thing that we had to talk about. Um, is uh smooth ahsoka okay that's that was that was bad i'm not so i'm not someone who really cares that much about effects like the quality of effects as long as they reach a certain baseline i'm there for the story the characters Uh, as long as it looks acceptable i'm not going to be too upset about anything but Mm. that was It was just distracting. It was seeing Ahsoka without the headband. You could see the stuff shifting. You could see where it was like CGIing over the prosthetic, connecting to her head, and stuff was moving in weird ways. It really reminded me of, uh, I forget which editions of episode six have it, but it's the little fucking slug on Palpatine's cloak. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it was just, it, you just zero in on that and it's all you can focus on. And that like, there's nothing else going on in this scene. So all you can do with Ahsoka is watch her forehead. Yeah, it's also just like, it's just, oh, it's just weird because that's a connection that they almost always hide on, like, because it's, it's, it, it's not supposed to be face paint as far as I'm aware. Like, her... Her skin is like her skin. It's like it's it's orange yeah. and white. It's not white with orange on it. Like that's her skin. And then her montrails or her headtails are a different color. So it's it was never going to be a graceful shift between the two. No. So keep the headband on. Like I'm I'm guessing I'm getting that they took it off her so she'd be kind of vulnerable and reborn, but not worth it. Yeah, I feel like no one would have been taken out of it by having her still wearing her headband there. Even like a smaller, cheap headband, yeah. Like, come on, dog. And I, I, I feel like I was like seeing something I shouldn't see. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was disturbing. Yeah, yeah. Didn't need to see her that way for sure. Hope, hope it doesn't happen again. Like if I walked in on her like that, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and I'd turn, I'd turn around. Yeah, like they had the door open. Jason could have walked in at any time. <laughs> yeah, this, this never would have been able to train with her. Yeah, yeah. They'd be going to see the New Republic for an entirely different reason. Yeah, I said you were never to be smooth in front of my child. <laughs> so you, before we move too far off of the the Anakin sequence, you think there's going to be more of him? Yeah, for sure. 
Um, maybe like some people have talked about, or there's been like, is it going to be a message or more training? I think there'll be something at least. I think she um, just takes a nice knock to the noggin in another fight with Balin, and they have like a quick five minute sequence where Anakin has to talk her up again. No, I don't think that. I think, like, I don't think she's going to return to the world between worlds. Um, if that's what that even was, um, maybe she sees the in like Star Wars Rebels, they've got the recording. Mm-hmm. of anakin that they see so maybe it's that or maybe he's he comes as a force ghost but i don't think we'll be back in the world between worlds yeah yeah i i don't think like i think it was more of a forgive the reference but harry potter situation with uh book seven where harry goes to to king's cross after he gets half killed by Voldemort, and he's like is this actually happening or is it in my head and Dumbledore's like, well, of course it's in your head, but why should that mean it's not real? Right. Or whatever. I think it was more of that situation where she didn't get like transported to the world between worlds. This was Anakin. It just happened to be that her her mental state put them in that as the setting because that made most sense as a setting. Yeah, the other thing I'd say is that um, Jason can kind of sense what's going on. Yeah. Or he can hear it. Um well, it was happening in her head, but it was like definitely very heavily force involved because like that was yeah. Anakin's force ghost being there. So that'd be something yeah. that Jason would be able to pick up on. Yeah. Yeah. Little fucking weirdo. How dare you? You're not even slightly won over by Jason throughout the show yet. You had a, no, I actually, a breakthrough I, I, episode I liked here. Him. I actually liked him better last episode, but um, but yeah, I he's won me over. I just I I just. I wish they would have just changed the hair. I know it's a stupid thing to to be upset about, but it's just, it looks so goofy every time I see it. I just wish he had normal colored hair. And so you're, does Lego. Yeah, you're going to say, your hopes were really brought up by the, the Lego set having the brown hair. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's just, just a little goofy. Maybe it's like Sabine. There'll be, before the final battle, there'll be a, a scene where we have Jason standing in front of the mirror and picking up a, a hair dye bottle. Oh, well, I, that was kind of one of my theories that maybe he like just spent a lot of time with on Sabine um, and he, he doesn't actually have green hair. I think that's still possible. Like he might not always, but like, it just doesn't make sense. Like human and green skinned woman means green hair. Like that math ain't mathin. Isn't it though? It's all just pigment. Why couldn't it happen? I don't know. Would you rather he had her her eyes? No. We have God, more no. of those contacts? No. no. No, there's too many contacts in this show. So no. Well, speaking of contacts, do you think they're gonna make contact with Thrawn and Ezra next episode, or are we gonna have uh, a an episode that's heavier on Hera and Jason in the New Republic while everyone's busy traveling? uh that's a good question i so next episode's what episode six um i think we'll see i don't think we'll see ezra um like i think the ezra reunion i I just i feel like well i was gonna say we're i I was gonna say sabine should be there but i guess she could um yeah i don't know i like i i really have no idea because we're we're literally and figuratively in completely new territory at this point um so i don't know I think like I don't know that we'll see too much Ahsoka because she's going to be in the mouth for a while. We'll probably get a few scenes with Huyang, maybe some training, maybe some processing. But uh, Mm. I think we'll get some of the villains in Peridia and Sabine as well. And I think we'll probably get a bit more of Hera and the New Republic. I am I am a bit sad that Hera wasn't going to go with them, but it does mean that there's more chances for Zeb to show up because Hera is going to be in the known galaxy. Yeah, she might be collecting the crew. I, I wouldn't mind that to have like a Rebels reunion episode. Family reunion and hello. Yeah. Go get Zeb, go get Callus. Yeah, like have I... Give kiss on the mouth. <laughs> I have a hard time believing they have done... They haven't been using that, like all these fleet shots as set up for something to do with like a, a fleet battle or some kind of space battle with them. 
My theory is that those three near Republic cruisers are going to stay there over the planet um, as something for Thrawn to tear apart when he gets back. Yeah. This is their over new, sky. These new, yeah, exactly. These new ships that they've been hyping up. I've yeah. even been calling them assault frigates, like at a row of sky. Um, yeah, and I think we're gonna. I, I I don't know whether they will. That will be this season or next season or the movie. Um, but I I do think we need to see something from Thrawn in season one, uh, or else it's kind of like what's the point? Like like fans who aren't familiar with Rebels need to know why this guy's so dangerous. Yeah. Like I've been trying to think of a way to use my Obra Sky animation to uh tie in with some Ahsoka content. And I think the opportunity is coming with that trio of yeah. ships. So Are you adding to... those ships to Empire War? Oops, I knocked over my chance cubes. Uh I thought about modeling them myself and then putting that up somewhere, but it's been a busy few weeks, so I haven't been able to do it yet. And I don't know if the I mean, the MC-30C must be pretty close, right? It looks pretty close, yeah, but it's different enough that, like, having the MC-30 model isn't going to necessarily help anymore, or help. Do you guys have a hammerhead? Yeah, we have a sphere now. Yeah, it'd be nice when, like, are are they all in the canon additions to uh, Thrones Revenge? No, so that's just the Starhawk and the MC-75. We have, like, the Sphirna, Onager, and a few other things that are meant for our Galactic Civil War mod in the future. Right. That aren't available right now. But Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Be nice to get those everything in at some point and make a new canon. I like the way the new canon, New Republic fleet is uh, yeah. coming together. I like all of the New Republic or Resistance designs in Last Jedi. Like the MC-85 is neat. We have one of those, the Bunker Buster and that stuff, the Free, Vir- Free Virgilia class. And it's just the it's just the Mandator Four. That's the only design from Last Jedi that I didn't like. Yeah, the Mandator Four is iffy. I I really like the supremacy as well. Yeah, the Resurgence uh, really cool looking. Yeah, the Resurgence great. I love the the profile of the Resurgent like from far away. Yeah, it's it's just the Mandator Mandator Four is is fine. If that was the if that was the worst ship in the sequel trilogy, we'd be doing great. But instead, the Zeistin's there, and it's... Right, yeah. I, I really do think my opinion of Rise of Skywalker would be different, significantly different, if not for the Zeistin. But... Yeah, like, in having an entire fleet is enough. Like, having Palpatine yeah. return with a massive fleet is more than enough. You only need one like... planet killer. You don't really need any like if, if if he's reached this new level of, you know, ascendant power. Well, Star Wars is going to have a planet killer. OK, it's just going to happen. I don't need a thousand of them. And I don't need to be like three X scaled ISDs. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I'd probably I'd probably have it more on like a Revenge of the Sith. Kind of. Vibe. Rise of Skywalker, because that's what I was kind of feeling for a lot of the a lot of the movie up until they showed up, where it was just like, okay, there's a lot of individual moments that I'm having fun with, but yeah, we even just like Rise of Skywalker discussion in the past. Yeah, I think it would have been okay even if they just showed like instead of blowing up Kajimi, if they just had like three of the ships just like slag it from orbit. Yeah, that would have been cool. Well, we do have uh, with Thrawn, we do know that he likes uh, bombarding Mm. planets because like, remember the time that he was uh, bombarding Lethal to stop the Gris? It's all to stop the Gris, by the way. He's a good guy. Like He was only killing those civilians because he was protecting the Chiss Ascendancy, who are also xenophobic uh, from the Grisks. It's it's okay. Yeah, remember in Legends when he um, bombed that entire ocean planet, destroying the fragile ecosystem? To stop the Gris. Yeah, because the Grisk. And then they use among them. Yeah, the Grisk like coral reef. Yeah, and like he had that whole room full of art of different species that he eliminated rather, or that he genocided rather than understand, like being able to understand them. Uh, because like otherwise, if he left them, those were species that could have been wiped out by the Vong and turned into the Yorick uh, coral implant mm-hmm. slaves. So really, he it was, it was just to stop the stop the Vong. It was it was all. 
It's all on the up and up. Yep. It's a stupid ass point. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> um, one thing I really liked in this episode was the uh, was the kind of tone when Ahsoka was sort of you know reborn into her yeah her new cozy phase. Um, I really like in particular when they're on the ship among the whales and mm-hmm. she's got like the sun streaming through the window and she breaks through the cloud layer and she's in her all white. I thought that was reminded me a lot of the rebels uh, series finale in a way. Yeah. I, the, the final half of the episode really felt like the after part of an allergy commercial or algae pill commercial <laughs> where they're all dancing in the streets. I think it's reacting or something where they have like the brand new day, that kind of thing. Claire, yeah. One of the two. Or the uh, the cream cheese lady, remember her? Yeah, I, I think that's, what, that's you look so closely like in that. the background of the Purgle the Purgle fleet or whatever you want to call it, the Purgle pod. And you can see the cream cheese lady on the on the top of the clouds. Mm-hmm. I really like the music at the end as well. Yeah, the music has been really good for the whole series. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm really glad we got all of that in this episode, though. I. I enjoyed it there. I think it was a good like punctuation for showing how Ahsoka has kind of taken Anakin's lesson. And if it had been a whole episode of them having to figure out, okay, we go on the Purgle, I might have screamed because mm-hmm. like it, it was it's not a it, it was not a hard to guess plot point that they were going no. in that direction. No. Just go in their mouth dog, like that's it. I don't think it has to be in their mouth. You're going to get them to wrap you up in their tentacles, but... I don't know if they're eating, that they have... uh, They have... What's it called? Um, What are those things called in their mouth? Um, Is it... No, like the... Like the things that they use to catch krill. um, You know, like they're like teeth almost, like little hairs. Yeah. Is it baleen? Is that what it's called? Baleen? Is that what the whales are called? I think it still is Bailey, right. yeah. But anyway, um, I kind of wonder what they're eating. Hey, Coleslaw is saying it is baleen. Well, I mean, they're like a little—they're like little bones, I think, like bony. They're kind of gross. Oh, it's keratin, keratin. So it's like fingernails, skin, and hair. Ugh. So is that supposed to be a hint that like Balin is going to be eaten by the whales? <laughs> Could be, some bit that sounds very biblical. I mean, Ahsoka being eaten is biblical enough, but yeah. Jonah took the hyperspace whales to. So the 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 stuff with Hera, the New Republic mm-hmm. is really not going dumb. yeah the new republic is really dumb but do you think anyone's going to change their mind based on the whole pod thing that they saw based on the whales like is that no, commander going to be on their side or something like, like oh you still absconded with all our military stuff i think that commander probably will be but like at the end of the day it's going to be the same thing it's like jedi nonsense like yeah like she's doing her thing, it's Jedi nonsense. You gotta get back to Coruscant. I kinda wonder whether we're actually gonna be at Coruscant at all. Um and I, I kinda wonder whether that's where the fleet was earlier. But I don't know. Where they've always been shown floating around? Yeah, because they've been around like a a pr- like you can tell it's a planet with like a, a city on it, but Yeah. I it was a little frustrated to like, okay. There's proof that something's going on because we found the Super Star Destroyer engines attached to this massive ship that killed two whole- of your pilots. Yes, probably worth checking that out. Maybe like, like they attacked all of us. I don't know. Yeah, like is that going to be a thing that Hera is blamed for, or is that going to be the evidence that something bad is happening where everyone gets together and Mon Mothma stops being a an enabler? Yeah, I don't think Mon Mothma is going to stop being an enabler. It's just so. it's just annoying or not annoying. It's a it's a thing that Star Wars does do a lot. And 
like at least Andor was trying to push Mon Mothma away from that in particular, but where mm-hmm. like all of the non-military people are literally just useless roadblocks all the time, and Star Wars often turns into like if the if the military steamrolls the civilian government, that's good because those people aren't the ones actually fighting and they don't know anything. So it should always just be power given to the military to coup however many times they want. Yeah, I will say I, I kind of disagreed a little bit with what Mark said. He kind of jokingly pointed out that like it's it's kind of authoritarian to for your military leaders to accuse like like to pick on senators for not serving in the military. Um. I think it's kind of a different situation where it's a revolution. Um, like, I don't know if I would say Mon Mothma served in the military, um, but she would never be accused of not like, she, like Sabine would never talk to her that same way or sorry. Um, Hera would never talk to her that same way. Um, and for those who don't remember the scene I'm talking about when um, she's talking to Jono, uh, Senator Ziono in episode two, I guess it was, or episode three. Um, like, I, I, I think there is something to be said about the people who, you know, sat aside and waited to see who came out on top when yeah. it is like an evil as obvious and as like everywhere as the Empire. Yeah, but like, I think uh, if you take the specific example just on its own, then yes, Hera is right that he's like, especially what we know about him being in the pocket of the First Order. But if you take it as like a broader point of like some analysis of the universe and how it's often presented then like it's it's a choice in storytelling to have made that be the voice of the Senate in the series and yep. for that to so yeah, often no, be the I voice agree. of the Senate in Star Wars where like Borsk Failure is that person and then you have like Leia kind of gets used as the uh, opposition to it and rather than being someone who stays opposing it within the Senate usually Leia's storyline involves her leaving the Senate and siding with the military. Then they do like six or seven coups where like mm-hmm. they coup to put Dalla in power. Then they coup to take Dalla out of power. And then like <laughs> Trace Crefay is saying, oh, well, no one wants to do anything. So I'm going to take the military out to the outer rim or the unknown regions. Like they're the ones choosing to have these be the voices of these different areas where like the military is always right. The civilian government is always just shit or obstructionist. And there's nothing else you can do about it. And like Mark yeah, is obviously like joking with the like taking a oh, yeah. simple yeah. here's the Templin Institute style of we're putting up this yes. thing where yeah so and then then it turned into a whole a whole fucking bunch of weirdos on Twitter. It's easy to pick on Mark, but um part of the yeah part of the issue is like it's the same thing. There are, there are all these individual stories um, that need villains and you can't always have the empire so sometimes you gotta you gotta provide resistance from within it's just it would be nice if the resistance from within didn't become the whole system yeah especially coming off of the prequels where like corrupt politicians was a pretty you know was kind of the thing so you're kind of you're not treading any really novel ground there um i guess like the difference is you know they talk and the extended material about how all the politicians were corrupt. Really, in the movies, you only really see Palpatine and a few of the others. So well, it is a little different to have... Sorry, go ahead. Well, in the prequels, just kind of look at who the other senators are that we get as characters. We almost had the scene with the delegation of 2000 where you have Mon Mothma as this oppositional force, and you have this other group of senators. You do have Bale still, but mm-hmm. uh, usually his positive qualities are coming in when he's being more of an action hero kind of character as well. So you don't really think of him as being a senator quite as much, even at the end there. But Mm -hmm. the other senators who are kind of the the good characters, you end up primarily focusing on Padme and Jar Jar, where both of them are like bumbling their way into giving Palpatine power and being blind to what he's doing. And then you also have Padme's relationship with Anakin, where she's like, completely oblivious to the two literal worst people in the galaxy being who they are. And so it's hard it's hard not to look at them as being either ineffectual or complicit as well in certain ways. 
yeah yeah it's just it's a little different when they're if if it's the case with ziono who's not like um evil in a palpatine way he's or really yeah. any senator like a boris Kvali is not evil in a palpatine way rather his evil is his greed yeah like i i think it's very it's both accurate useful and not a problem to have characters like him and show that that is a problem like the rot from within is still a thing there but i think you could have oppositional forces to that that aren't just the military saying hey the civilian government shit we should kick them out and just do whatever we want i think there's healthier ways to have a cooperation between uh those elements and others within the senate and we get a hint of that with leia but then leia also leaves the senate and just starts another resistance movement and it it just the whole the whole point of it always ends up being the senate is kind of never going to accomplish anything and yeah. there can be no good way to have a democratic system. Yeah. Yep. Very sad. Very sad. It doesn't even have to be a, like a specific government. It's just showing that people can do things without it always having to be the military takes over. Mm -hmm. Is that that's not always the best op the best message to send. No, democracy should be able to work sometimes. And like you could similarly represent that there are people within the military who are uh, who aren't always going to have the best intentions, even people who might have fought during the rebellion. So if you have maybe some of the hardliners who come in or former imperial military members who are still more authoritarian, like you can have both elements of those coming in. But usually mm -hmm. it's a very specific set that they have in each situation. Yeah, no, I agree. I pulled out my headphones. Okay. Well, I think we've covered pretty much everything else, or everything I had anyway. Is there anything you want to end with? Uh, no, I think all of my stuff has been covered as well. Uh, Shadow Warrior. Uh, cut the shot for Chopper. Okay. That I thought was funny. When Chopper's coming down the ramp with Jason... Out of oh the yeah no way he's getting over that yeah. lip there like yeah. I've, I've never been so aware a cut was coming in my life it's like okay he's at the bottom change the shot yeah but yeah, yeah no i i noticed that too <laughs> that uh, i was i was just like waiting for it when it was happening yeah but, but that that's all i got yeah no that was that's fine i noticed that too all right well that's gonna do it for this week episode uh, this week's episode. I'll be doing something next Thursday, whether it's a solo review or something. Maybe I'll talk to Ilkin about doing the other High Republic book, because I believe you are not going to be around. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be around. If you are, we'll do this again. If not, then we'll have an episode the week after talking about two episodes. Uh either way, thank you all for joining us. We may or may not be doing some gaming after this. I don't know. Uh, we'll figure that out. Bye, everybody.